Hey everyone, before we jump in, Miles and I are so grateful for all of your support and we want to remind you all to always dive within the limits of your training and experience and always follow the advice of your instructors and dive masters. This podcast is not intended as a substitute for formal dive instruction. We are thrilled to have this space to share our stories and experiences and thankful we get to share them with you. Stay safe out there and have fun. I'm Jake. I'm Miles. And this is dive number seven. We have an awesome interview coming up with our friend Jason Waters talking about independent dive shops and working and running a dive shop as an independent instructor. But first, we want to do some dive logging. Yeah. So Miles, it's been two weeks since we talked diving. Uh, What kind of dives have you been up to? So I have obviously been teaching quite a bit, as I usually do, but I just went on a fun dive with some former students, like seriously, right like, before, like two hours ago, I think my service time she was, was two and a half hours she, ago. She was late to start recording the podcast because she was, was diving. I <laughs> walked in with wet hair and all, but no, it was a incredible incredible dive i am very excited about it and i told jake i called jake in the car and i'm like i can't wait to tell you about this dive i'm 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 on my way to record the podcast but i'll save it so that i can tell you on the podcast so basically we get in the water first i forgot my hooded vest so you were cold so i did not have a hood lovely i've never dove san diego without a hood i've never dove san diego without a hood. welcome to my world i love talking about a hood it was cold i don't think i'll ever do it again but i mean i i got used to it Mm. but the first five minutes were terrible i i seriously it i felt like an actual brain freeze (laughs) like an actual brain freeze i kept touching my head like with my gloves and my dive buddies were like are you okay and i was trying to warm up my scalp (laughs) i don't think that's how that works but i was just diving like this (laughs) <laughs> my head, my hands, my head. But no, it was awesome. So we dropped down right at La Jolla Canyon, um, swim out. It's obviously like, I mean, we saw the bottom when we dropped down. It was like 20 feet viz immediately. Very clear, very blue. Um, we get over to the canyon. We're waiting for a friend to clear their ears, kind of get themselves situated. And as we just, so we start to swim right along that first ledge. And I look over at my dive buddies and they're both like frozen. I'm like, what is going on? I turn my head to the left and a juvenile giant sea bass comes right next to me. How, I, like when you say right next to you, how close? Seriously, like if I had reached my arm out, if I had been like um, sculling, I would have hit it. So within three feet? Within three feet, yeah. And so like I turned my head and I like looked at the guys and I'm like, why are you guys just frozen? And I turned my head and I see it and I just freeze too because I'm like, this is huge. I had never seen one before. For reference, a giant sea bass, even a small one, is about the size of a Volkswagen. They're big. They're, they're big. They're like three, four hundred pounds. So, yeah, no. So, they're massive, and it was right next to me. Easily, like, my size are bigger. And... Well, that's not saying much. Yeah, okay, all right. So, it was it was huge. I have to get one short, <laughs> short joke in per episode that's, like, contractual, so there it is. No, no, no. It was... It's so, I... Like, 
I'm just still in like a dive high from it. That's I, awesome. It makes me so happy even to talk about. So we watched it and it swam around us and I had to remind myself to breathe because it was so cool and I was just kind of frozen. That's so cool. So after that, I mean, we were like, okay, honestly, the dive could be over, but we'll keep swimming around for a little bit. So we swam down like south on the canyon. We saw a couple like big sheep, cra- sheep head scrap, like sheep, sheep crabs. Yeah, the sheep crabs. And then um, we saw a small octopus, and then we turned and headed in, and we just kind of enjoyed the great visibility that we had in the shallows. And we were kind of waiting around maybe for some leopard sharks and kind of searching for those. We went a little farther south than normal trying to find some, but didn't happen on this dive. But honestly, we just enjoyed being down there, and my head was okay once we got out of the canyon. That's that sounds like an awesome dive. It was a really and good. And I'm dive. jealous because I have not been diving the last two weeks. I've been teaching. Yeah. And I got to go to Scuba Show. So if you haven't listened to the Scuba Show surface interval that we put out last week, definitely check it out. We have an interview with Scuba Queen Danielle. It's her first interview since becoming Scuba Queen, so I'm pretty proud of that. Um, it's a very cool program. Definitely check it out. Uh, we've posted some links. On our web, uh, our website, I wish we had a website, <laughs> on our Instagram and in the show notes for that episode. So definitely check that out. Scuba Show was awesome. Yeah. Uh, got so much, so much good advice. I'm building a camera setup for my upcoming trip. And so I got so much good advice on cameras. I met so many fantastic people. I'm so excited to go back I'm next so year. I'm so jealous. I wish I had been there. I didn't tell you about the best part of Scuba Show, which what? was they had a disco shark. They had, like, no. a five-foot, like, shark thing hanging from the ceiling, and it was covered in, like, disco glass. It was a glass. disco ball? It was a I disco want, shark. I need that. It was a disco shark. I'll, I'll show you a picture I need that later. in my life. I'll show you a picture later. Um, yeah, so they had a disco shark. And, yeah, so basically Ooh. Scuba Show was how we planned out our content for the summer. Big uh, thing, big thing. How was your class yesterday? It was, like, one yeah. of the first that yeah. you were, so like, I was getting main to that. person. I was getting to that. So after Scuba Show, last weekend we had... Our um, Life Waters event, which these the interviews from that are coming out next week. Yep. Um, so check definitely check that out as well. Um, so we had the Life Waters event that was incredible, super inspiring. You'll hear all about that next week. And then I've basically been wet, or in I've been doing diving yeah. things yeah. since Saturday. Yeah. Um, I, we both have. We both have. Yeah. yeah. No, we have. no, it's been wild. Um, it's been a crazy We had week. the two days of Life Waters. Yeah. Then Monday I was in, uh, I had an orientation for the class that's happening this coming weekend. And last night I had my first uh, night of instruction where I was the primary instructor. I wasn't working with another instructor. Uh, it was actually a class that Miles was supposed to teach, but is going home for some family stuff. So unfortunately couldn't, and I am taking it over in the pool and it was incredible. I, I texted Miles at like 10 o'clock last night after I left the pool. I was, I was like, asleep. I have, no, Miles fully asleep. I'm like riding a high, yeah. um, because I have six incredible rock star students and, uh, yeah, I just like. I switched up the format a little bit compared to the other instructors that were in the pool, and I'm never going back to my old format because it worked so much better. So, uh, highly recommend not doing the uh, swim test on night one. Get them in the pool, get them in the gear, and get them doing skills. 
because if they buy in on dive one, they're going to want to just do the skills, do the skills, learn the stuff. And they were, they didn't want to get out at the end of the night. We had to get out because we were like, we had to get out of the yeah. pool. We had to leave the pool. We were out of pool time. But they didn't want to get out. So highly recommend that. We're going to do the swim test probably yeah. tomorrow. And now they're more excited. So Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, I'm super excited. I've got this class going and then I've got another class happening sort of simultaneously. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the nights I'm not doing Miles's class, I have my own class happening this weekend. Um, so two classes sort of simultaneously. It's so much paperwork, but I'm stoked. And <laughs> yeah, no, they're in separate folders. Like I have, I have Good. all the student folders in separate manila folders Good. to make sure that I don't mess, mix them up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I have not been in the ocean, but I have been in the pool for like, I don't know, 10 hours in the last six days. So that's been pretty well, awesome. Just to make you jealous. I've been in the ocean yeah, Saturday, Sunday, and today, and all of the above were just incredible diving all through San Diego. Jake is giving me a big sad face right now, but it, it really has. So if you're in San Diego right now and you haven't been diving yet this week, get out there. Just do it. The diving is incredible right now, and I it's not going to last forever. And so even if you're not in there. San Diego, get out and go diving anyway just because diving is awesome. Just get out because there. Because diving is awesome. I, the last... I am on such a high right now for the diving. It's just... It's feeling, I'm feeling so good. With the it. last two weeks between Scuba Show and Life Waters and the interviews that we've done and are going to do and we're planning on doing and all of this, you know, all this other diving that I've gotten to do. I'm just, I'm so, I'm, stoked. I'm so I'm, in on diving right I'm now. I'm so stoked about it. I'm so in on diving right now. So we have an awesome interview coming up with Jason Waters. You're definitely going to want to hear what he has to say about being an independent instructor and working as an independent shop. Uh, it's definitely a different perspective than what Miles and I have working for a larger shop with a retail store and a service center and rentals and all that. And uh, yeah, enjoy the interview. We now welcome on a very <laughs> special guest. Uh, one of my IDC staff instructors. And well, I'll let him give his full bio, but it is Jason Waters. Welcome to Free Descent. Thanks for having me, you guys. Yeah. 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 Happy to glad be here. to glad it's, to have it's you. It's nice on. to meet you, kind of formally yes. meet you. <laughs> I know who you I've are. Heard, I'm yeah, like, I've no, seen your pal. Oh, heard, she's teaching. We've heard about each other. I'm teaching. <laughs> yes. We're under the water at the same time. <laughs> Our floats are next to each other, but we haven't formally yes. been introduced ever. We have the same office. We yeah, we do. <laughs> we just haven't chatted. We we all share the same <laughs> office in La Jolla. That's true. That's true. Well, it's great to have you on. Yeah, tell um, us a little bit about you. So my name is Jason Waters. I own Underwaters Co. Scuba, um, pun intended on the last name and the company name. Um, but we are an independent shop that focuses on private certifications. Um, so I got my instructor rating years ago and then took my first dip in the ocean 10 years ago, probably. So not terribly long, but it was in the bathwater of French Polynesia. Um, and I was like, this is dope. Yeah. You know, yeah. Let me see where I can go with this. Um, so I ended up doing my Patty Scuba Diver certification there. And then ended up a year later in Bali. And then finished up the full open water. And then from then it was just doing it for fun. Um, traveling the world and diving when I could and diving in San Diego. And then... At some point, I'm like, I can do this for a living. Uh, my background 
in my day job is is corporate finance and business. So I was like, oh, yeah, I can do, do this it. from yeah. a financial standpoint. Let me do the business plan. We got marketing strategies, got all the all the PowerPoints going. And I was like, let me put that to this type of market. And um, it's gone well so far. So And then happily. Patty moved away from PowerPoints. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. Yeah, right. <laughs> Uh, well, we yeah. wanted to have you on because obviously Miles and I and most of the people uh, that we talk to and listen to our podcast, uh, they all we all work at larger shops yeah. that are affiliated with Patty or Dowie or SSI. Sure. Um, and so we don't really have that independent perspective that you and I have talked about a couple times off the record. So mm-hmm. we, you know, you you offered to come on and, and share that sort of different side of the world, and uh, you know, we'd, we'd love to we'd love to sort of compare and contrast, but. Um, I think I wanted to start with you mentioned you are like you run the business. So mm-hmm. what? How much of the business do you run? How many hats do you wear? Uh, I need a bigger uh, hat rack. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's really everything. That it's a lot of things where if you are an instructor for a larger shop, it may not apply to you because you know you have your course, you show up and you teach it, but you don't think about where those students came from. For yeah, someone foremost. else does our scheduling. Yeah. And- yes. I was going to say, we have a ton of support behind us. And, like, if someone wants to schedule, I'm like, oh, yeah, just call Emily. Like, call someone else. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to work with that mm-hmm. all the time. Sure. Sometimes I will, but most of the time I don't. Yeah. So, it, from your perspective, that's all you. Yes, everything is. And even, you know, new instructors like, hey, you just got a class of eight. I'm like, hey, where do those eight people come from? You know, did you market them? Did you sell them? Every single person you know, on your business model, why you're better than the other shop or whatever. Mm -hmm. So getting people through the door is step one. And that's all marketing. That's, that's hard, you know, paper marketing, Instagram marketing, social media marketing, or, um, you know, we do some stuff with the hotels and DSDs and unique marketing opportunities that we can, but we can't do our job if people don't come through the door. Right. Uh, And then it's all client service. So, Everybody, even I have a staff of instructors and dive masters, but I will work with those people for scheduling, introductions, what the cost is, invoices, payments, that still comes through me. Um, So they know that, hey, they're talking to whoever's in charge. The instructors that we have are great, but they're there to teach. They're not there to, hey, I didn't get the reminder email. Where are we meeting? Or, hey, can we do this in three days instead Mm -hmm. of four? Can we move this schedule over and you know so that will all come to me um we have our own gear locker so we provide all the gear so we bring gear to and from every session every pool session we maintain the gear we do the maintenance on it um so that's a whole nother you know when was that tank maintenance or when when was that regulator serviced and keeping track of that and then sizing for everybody everybody is different not everybody but everybody is different Mm -hmm. you know um so when we do the intake forms we get their height weight and their shoe size we know what's to expect we track their e-learning um they're doing their waivers via DocuSign they're doing everything they need to do and then when they hit our instructors it kind of goes to them until they're until they're done but yeah marketing legal finance accounting taxes um gear management um everything you can really think of that keeps the keeps the doors open and occasionally in there you're teaching too yes yeah, that's yes right. every now every now yeah. and then they, you get to you get to still teach and, and get a couple certifications yourself, yes right? of course i will always be open to teach if necessary my primary focus is rescue diver or above um so i will teach rescue divers the C, cpr efr um i will do private dive master courses and then 
Um, if we have the opportunity to have a good dive master, we'll bring them into an IDC or a, an AI or assistant instructor, and I'll oversee that as well. Um, but anything below that, you usually will go to our instructors. Um, and the only thing that wouldn't would be I'm, I'm a side mount diving instructor, so I'll teach side mount courses if they come mm-hmm. in. Um, but other than that, um, they will take those and they do a great job doing it. But if there's a scheduling issue, and what we pride ourselves on is, you know, we don't have rigid schedules. You tell us when you're available. Um, so we have night nurses. We have do a lot of people with the Navy. Um, they're like, I'm free for pools on Tuesday morning. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, can we make it work or not? So there are those where I will step in if there is nobody on the staff that can do it. We'll do it. We'll refer them out. They'll, they're trained the same way. We have a our method, and then they'll take over as possible. So... So how do you handle your pool situation then? We have a private pool, okay. a residential pool. So a nice okay. heated pool. Nice. Um, we only teach private courses, so we're usually one to two. Um, the only time that we'd be more than that is if there's a group that wants to do it together. Then we'll always ask, like, hey, we're three buddies. We want to do it together. We can make it work. Um, it gets a little crowded, but the pool's deep enough. It's heated. Um, we have a full whiteboard for the, the, quick, oh, nice. the quick reviews and all the, you know, the basic Sweet. dive theory and physiology that we go over. Um, we'll do a solid two hour briefing before that pool session. So that way, when we get in the pool, there's less questions, you know, it's more just, Hey, let's see the skills, you know, what to expect, you know what to do. It's done. Um, but yeah. Do you do most of your classes on the shore dives like Jake and I do, or do you take people out on boats upon request or how do you handle that? Upon request, we will take them on the boat, um, until we have our own boat, which, I've thought about, but that is, uh, it's a whole other, it's a lot of logistics, you know, getting, yes, having somebody on the boat to, you know, be the captain and then getting everybody else captain certified and yeah, having a slip for the gas maintenance, everything like that. So, uh, insurance and all. So it's, it's on the docket in the, in the next year or two, but, um, right now we shore dive. Um, and if conditions are good, we'll do La Jolla Cove. Um, because we're private, we can get through more faster. So we'll do usually dive one through three in a session, uh, do everything that, that we need to on a dive float, um, for, for Patty Sanders. Um, and that following dive, the dive, last dive that we add the compass stuff and really just putting it all together. And we're saying, Hey, essentially you take us on a dive. You know, this is your last yeah. checkout dive. You should have good gear assembly skills, pre-dive safety check skills. You should have good pretty much everything. I want you to plan it for us. I want you to navigate us. We'll be there for you as a professional, but after this dive, you can now go on your own. So we want to make sure that you're solid. We want to um, see but the nice thing is we can take them to La Jolla, La Jolla Cove, which, you know, is a little more beautiful in terms of rock reefs and sea lions and kelp beds and stuff. Um, so depending on the conditions, depending on the, the ability, we'll go wherever we can. Um, even Mission Bay if necessary. I think the one hat you didn't mention, but that came up was the HR manager. Cause obviously you said you yes. hired a staff of instructors <laughs> yes. and, and, and dive masters. Um, how does that work? How do you find instructors and, and dive masters who don't want to work for a bigger shop? When we say independent, by the way, we're talking about, you don't have an actual storefront. Mm-hmm. You don't have a physical presence. You don't rent space somewhere other than your gear locker. Mm-hmm. Um, so how do you find 
instructors and DMs that to, to work for you? That's a good question, and I'm still figuring that out. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know um, I happen to know that you train one of your yes, own DMs. Yes, that's true. Yes, and she's great. Um, but yeah, essentially, well, just to, to back up, independent instructors are not tied to a larger dive shop, and that are normally paying their own professional liability, uh, as opposed to being in a group insurance policy, and that kind of gives them the freedom to bounce around and get paid to do what they want to do. Um, and I, I like that because we do privates, you know, we're not teaching six days a week all the time. So people ask the instructors, Hey, I have a private referral. Can I do it? I'm like, you pay your own insurance. You know, we will figure out a cost revenue if you want to bring it through underwaters, but you are able to do that. There's no non-competes. There's, there's nothing like that with the group policy. You're on your own. Um, so more freedom, but more challenges with an independent. Um, but it is, it is quite hard. I did leave, uh, kind of two instructors recently and I wanted quality instructors that will follow Patty's standards to a T cause it's not yeah. worth it to, you know, get in that whole situation. Right. Yep. Um, yep. so going through, Hey, can you do this on dive one? No, well, let's do it on dive three. Are the quick reviews done? Do we document it? We have documentation mm -hmm. on documentation. Every student folder, we have eight to 10 files from e-records e and the waivers and the medicals to um, payment confirmations to anything that they need, we can you know do that. So getting somebody who does that is hard, that has the experience is hard, yeah, and somebody that yeah. has maybe somebody listening as a new instructor, the more specialties that you have and the more diverse your dive log uh, and credentials are, the better because we can teach a lot of different specialties at the same time. So a lot of it is sucking it up and doing more work uh, and just waiting for that that good candidate, and that's totally worth it. Or from what just happened, uh, bringing somebody up from the under uh, open water days that we had, and was just a phenomenal diver over the years, and wanted to go through DM and didn't want to let her go. So here she <laughs> yeah. is. So um, that's always another avenue we can look yeah, at. Absolutely, I think that's like the best avenue. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Definitely. So I think this leads us nicely into sort of the meat of what we wanted to talk about, which is the differences between an independent shop and a larger dive shop like the one Miles and I work for. Mm -hmm. What are What's like the best part about being independent? I would say the freedom that you have. Um, you know, a larger dive shop, you might be given your schedules, right? You might be given your divers. Um, you might be only given divers that the dive shop has this, only a certain brand that they like, right? Um, so you're kind of going along with that. And a lot of times it works. You get great cert counts. You get used to working in an actual real dive shop, which people look for. Um, new instructors, I want to be part of the community. You know, I want to work with a, with a dive shop. It's going to be fun. And that's, it's a great camaraderie. And I can see the, the appeal for it. Um, but on the independent side, there, we just have more freedom. We can be a little more selective. Um, but obviously with that comes more challenges. There's one getting getting your students right, right, which is obviously that marketing battle, um, but also just um, there are times when even we'll take initial phone calls for inquiries, and what they're trying to do is either way too rushed or they're asking us to cut corners, and we can easily say no, and we've said no. Mm -hmm. We're like you're asking us to do something that will violate our standards yeah. and our our yeah. our credential as an instructor. We're not taking that risk. We can give you some referrals, but you're not going to have what you're looking for here. You know, we can't do an open water in a day and a half. That's so, um, good. That's so good to hear because I like there are independent companies that do cut corners. Mm -hmm. And so it's good to hear like, OK, no, like 
even though we're independent and even though we're flexible, we're going to follow everything to a T. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and you can get it when, when you're talking to them, you kind of get a vibe on what they're looking for. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, we have a lot of people that are coming to us with unique schedules or some that have tried a larger dive shop in San Diego, but they couldn't meet their more rigid schedules in which I get because when you're working at eight to 10 people per class, you have to have rigid schedules. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of where we fill that gap. And Underwaters was there to have that kind of highly tailored, private, customized option. Um, so like, hey, I'm leaving for Belize or Jamaica in six days. I need to be certified. I'm like, well, we could, we, that's doable. You know, if we you can meet standards. We can do days. it. Yeah. Do you have the yeah. time? We can do it. Um, but if they're like, oh, well, I, I just want to do this and then um, maybe um, I don't need to do that and, and, you know, give me the forms and I'll, you know, see what they say and cut corn. I'm like, no, you know, so you can kind of get a vibe on, on that. And, and kind of my mentality, and it's, I think it's even quoted on our website, is the high quality training comes first, yes. certifications come second. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think that's a good mentality for everybody, whether you're in yeah, a big shop or or an yeah. independent shop, or even you know just a small shop, or you're on a boat or whatever it is. Sure. The 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 keys are safety and high quality instruction because yeah. the certs will come if you can do those two things well. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've you know yep. having a brand that that reflects that is definitely going to get you better because results. People, and people come back to you if they feel confident and they feel safe. Of course. Once yeah. they're done with you and they've gone out a lo- uh, like, you know, with a buddy or like on a trip or whatever, and they feel like they're doing a good job and they're confident, mm-hmm. they're going to want to come back to you for more instruction after that. Exactly. And that's uh, referrals is a big thing that we push, right? It's, okay, you did your open water, but that doesn't mean you're a professional diver, right? You're, you, you got the basics down and you're doing well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, absolutely. We don't want to just check the boxes. And there are diverse students out there like, well, I, I cleared the mask and that was only a requirement. Can you just check it off and let's move on. I'm like, well, you were very anxious doing it. I want to get you to be able to do it very comfortably. Mm-hmm. You cleared it because you got lucky. Exactly. <laughs> so we'll like, do it again. somehow you did it. But I don't really know how you did it. And yes. more importantly, yes. neither do you. You don't exactly. know how you exactly. did it. Yes. And so then that's the nice thing too with one-on-ones is we have so much more time with them. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we're not doing one student to one student to one student. It's we do a lot of skill variations. We do a lot of additional things. Um, there's obviously exceeding standards, but there's also just skill variations. Yeah. Um, yeah. To where sometimes in an ocean dive, I'll symbol an out of air on like dive four of the open water training. They should know it. They should know how to do it. And it shouldn't be like, well, we didn't brief this. It should be, hey, we've trained you. If you, you see know. me given that symbol, you're you're reaching it out and we're done. And, mm-hmm. and then I'll cut you. But it's things like that where we want to train them to be good divers on their own, even at an open water level. And then, yeah, they come back to us. Um, and like you said, dive four. You know, you are you're releasing them into the dive universe. Exactly. They should be able to yeah. respond to things that aren't planned. Because exactly. As much fun as we have free diving and fun diving, rather, um, you know, our, we can plan a fun dive as much as we want. Something else is going to happen. Life exactly. is what happens when we're too busy making other plans. Exactly. Uh, and dives are what happens when we spend all our time on the surface. So, um, <laughs> talking about diving. So, um, no, that, you mentioned before that you dive side mount. And I've seen mm-hmm. you dive side mount during classes. Is that something you developed? Is, does it... You know, what was the motivation behind going side mount? I think it looks cool. It does. No, look, it yeah. does look really cool. Yeah, it does. No, it, it, it does. does look badass. It does um, look badass. 
it's for me it's comfortable i've had back problems in the past and i think not having those weights on my back obviously san diego diving seven millimeters you have way more weight than you need mm-hmm. anywhere else in almost anywhere else in the world mm-hmm. um but to have two tanks um or even one tank is on the side that can clip on and clip off it's nice and easy um i think i feel much more streamlined from a buoyancy perspective yeah that's what i um and because my weights in the bcd are actually velcroed in the spine of the bcd so they're non-ditchable but at that point you you should be comfortable with your dive skills to for that's okay so obviously open water classes we have ditchable weights that we train with but um i feel very horizontal very streamlined i can clip them off i can add more um there are a lot of times where i'll dive 240s which equal 180 or I'll dive a single lady on one side and mm-hmm. the buoyancy is pretty much the same. And, but if I need to add two, it's good. Um, it's good for wreck diving. It's good for re- redundancy diving. Um, great for extra air at shallow depths, as long as you're not breaking deco, but, um, it's just a fun variation that keeps your skills fresh. I think, cause going back between side mount and back mount to a jacket BCD in a pool with no, a student, it keeps you going back and forth. Yeah. I'm like, Oh, I forgot. I need this much weight with a this BCD and mm-hmm. my backplate and wing. I need less, and it so it keeps you fresh. and And what I also like is it it spurs conversation. So when I'm doing a dive tour, maybe, and they're certified divers, or they're finishing dive four, or they're doing an advanced course, they're hey, why why is your tank over there? They're like that's super cool, and then you know they come and do our side mount course or they want to do uh, maybe a wreck diving with a penetration or we'll put a pony bottle on them. So a lot of times it's spurring interest and showing those people a new type of diving which is what we're here to do and you know you are a side mount instructor as you said so just one extra you know it's another way you can offer offer certifications and a way you know kind of keep that continuing education on on scuba going yeah um and that's got to be interesting for your rescue classes too because so much of the rescue classes are how do you deal with the person's gear who you might not be familiar Mm. with it's not the same gear as what you're diving in so especially with private rescues they're rescuing you most of the time i got to assume uh, I usually bring in a DM for that um, because as the instructor, I want to be able to see what they're doing, right? Yeah. If I'm upside down wearing a, wearing a pocket mask, I think they're doing it right, but I want to make sure they're doing it right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we will throw, I love teaching rescue because that's where we can really push them and give them weird problems that they're not going to expect. Um, you know, missing diver, will have them do something weird and we want them to work the problem. Is it a is it an issue that they need to work underwater or can they bring them up safely and do it? Um, but also, yeah, do you, there are a lot more common divers that have, which I usually will dive with is a back plate with a, uh, continuous webbing harness. Right. So you can't declip that. How do you get out of that? Um, or there's a side mount tank. How, what do you do with that? So, um, it is fun. It, it's just introducing people to new types of diving and they're evolving with technology and gear all the time. It's, it's just, it's a great journey to be part of. That can make your your classes more impactful maybe because you're one-on-one, you can show them things that maybe in a group setting when we have seven or eight students at a time and, and we're, exactly. you know, there's, there's a time that we have for the class and, and the class is expecting things to be done at a certain time that we may not be able to sort of innovate beyond you know, going through the standards and, and teaching them all the things they need to, they need to be taught, but we might not be able to show them hey, this is a weird quirk that you might get to see. We might be able mm-hmm. to talk about that on a surface interval or something, but we yeah. might not necessarily be yeah. able to show them all the things that maybe you can throw throw all the problems at them 
uh, that you can. Hundred percent, and it's it's very unique because we have that one on one time, and and that's why a lot of people that find us are like, I want to do scuba diving, but there's that but, right. you know, I don't like, you know, water in my eyes. I don't like that, and you you just kind of get the feeling that they might need more direct attention than just yeah. being part of a large class. We all and have that. We all have that friend we've tried to convince to dive, <laughs> and there and there's always I'd love to dive, but and, but. You, and yeah, you spend yeah. you, you spend the rest of the night thinking about all right, how do I get them past that but? Uh, absolutely, and it's it's a nice for us too because we know like hey, I see that person, I'm good. Yeah. Um, yeah, and right. you know we we will go more than that if we have a, a like a dive tour that's planned. We have four divers, but we're never going to go over the point where we're not comfortable as professionals keeping a close eye on them. You know, and and everybody's maybe diving in in areas in the world where you have a hundred foot viz. And a lot of times those dive masters, yeah, they're with you, but they're like, okay, go out and, uh-huh. you know. And they're I'm, somewhere over there. Exactly. Yeah. No, yeah. We, we train that we are leading, we're checking, we're, you know, almost yeah. able to grab them, almost like a student, even yeah. if they're certified divers. Because a lot of times, hey, I just got certified in uh-huh. Thailand. Uh-huh. Here I am. I'm like, okay, we'll throw that all out the window. Yeah. Outside the yeah, skills, no, but truly. the weights, the wetsuits, the cold. The experience. It's the experience. So experience. Yeah. So we're, obviously safety is number one, having a good experience. And if they're close to us, especially in poor conditions, they might not see the horn shark that we see under the reef, or they might not see this and that that we can point out to them for, if they're close to us. Okay. So a lot of it comes down to, and it's a mutual relationship, is I know I only have a few of you guys, and they know what we look like. You know, we wear bright colored neon stuff so they can see us, and everybody's happy, everybody's comfortable, and everybody's ideally having fun, because that's what... I would say on the guided dive, totally on board with like smaller sizes. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, everywhere I've traveled, anything I do, like if I'm a guided dive and we're just out there having fun, looking for stuff, totally want it to be smaller. In the class, I'm kind of on the fence because I've had the small private classes, like I've worked for a small private shop before and I've done that. But now having the classes of like six to eight people, the one thing I think is like a big difference that I love is that the camaraderie and vibe in the class is just like unheard of. Because when I go from that and then I teach like a private, it's almost awkward because I'm like, oh, like if I'm not like hitting it off right away with you, <laughs> this is going to be really awkward yeah. because I, I do like now it's at the point after you teach those eight people classes you're used to that and then you teach like one person and you're like oh we're done with everything in five hours Mm -hmm. and so it's like it goes really quick and like if you want and then part of you wants to spend more time on stuff but then you're like well do you want to just play or like what do you want to do and so if you don't hit it off right away with like a private if it's like one person or maybe even a couple it can be like a little strange in like contrast to if you have a big class someone's gonna get along with somebody else or like at least i'm gonna have some kind of chemistry with one student in the class and then we'll bounce off of each other and then that's the entertainment and so that makes the whole energy like kind of come up for Mm -hmm. the rest of that class so i do think that's the biggest thing that i notice between the two i think yeah definitely um 
my jokes don't land nearly as well when there's eight people. Just when, one when there's person one person who doesn't like dad jokes. Yeah. If they don't like dad jokes, <laughs> my day is yeah, over. Yeah, if you're not vibing, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's over. I can't. I and can't there are it. those, and you got to kind of, when it's one on one, you got to really match their personalities. Yeah. You know, yeah. there you are have those to. people, I'm like, well, they're really bubbly, but this, and this he's straight to the point, and, yeah. you know, you got to kind of go with that because yeah. it's, it's yeah. you. Or if, if so. you have, like, this is in one of the classes that I taught recently, there was a, a Navy guy. And it was very, you know, he's by the book, he's very military. Sure. Mm-hmm. And then his wife, who was the most bubbly person in the world, I'm like, how do you, how do I reconcile? <laughs> I have to talk uh-huh. to both of you. Yeah. How do I make the same joke land equally for both yep. of you? And you sort of have yep. to meet them halfway. Or even like teaching, like giving a good reference on like how to imagine something. Yeah. Or, you Frames know, when reference. you're, yeah, when you're trying to describe like how a skill needs to be done, those two people are going to want it described differently. If, absolutely. And I think, that kind of goes back to being an independent. You kind of have that freedom, you know? Mm-hmm. And I thought when I, when I started underwaters, that was my, one of my concerns, which you brought up exactly as a camaraderie with large classes. And we want to be always very student centric, right? From this time they start with us, we want them to be a confident diver that they can get a pile of dive gear, set it up, plan a dive, do it well, mm-hmm. and then move on in their career. And they can go dive and travel. And that makes us happy. But I did think about, when they're done certifying and it's one-on-one, like, what do they do now? Um, and so trying to think through the client experience, I was like, let's start a dive club. So we actually have a private dive club for our underwaters alumni because they're all certifying by themselves or one-on-two. So we dive twice a month and they're all former students that have been through the same training, but now they're just like, Hey, I'm certified. Let's dive. And then they just, they can still practice. I say, Hey, stay wet, stay fresh. Um, but now they're making their own friends post certification and there's kind of a, we're kind of continuing the student journey because it should be fun for them. Hey, I certified by myself. Now I'm done. Right. Keep going. Keep going. That's something that an independent shop could put together much easier than maybe a larger shop where you have so many students rotating through all the time. Yeah. Or logistics, or yeah. who, well, who's going to staff like, those? Who's going to run those? It feels also like very niche too, right? We are like, oh, I'm in this special club with underwaters, and not everybody certifies through them, so they don't get to be yeah. in yeah. this it's, special club like yeah. I do yeah. too. So it's kind of cool. And people come and go. Oh, hey, I'm gone for the summer. Okay, hey, great. Right. You know, come back. You know where we are. We dive. You know, these two days of the month, and join us, and and we'll always lead the dive. So it's not like get there and go. Yeah. One of our staff members will lead that dive. That's awesome. Um, whether it's La Jolla, Point Loma, we'll go on a boat sometimes. We'll do the cove, we'll do the shores, marine room, depending on conditions. Mother Ocean, San Diego kind of yeah. controls where we dive. So that, that's, um, that's been a recurring theme of this podcast. I, I have a technical question for you. Sure. Um, when I was working with an independent shop, we – struggle to find a good way to do the processing because the it wasn't certified as like a shop mm-hmm. under Patty's standards. And so like are you certified as an actual shop? No. Under okay, so that's what I'm wondering. So what do your other instructors do? Like does the pick get processed through them or does the pick process through you or how That's does a good that question. happen? Yeah. So we have, um, underwaters has a, a big CRM system and a pipeline, right? So we have all the student details when they come in our website and book whatever service, and maybe they have a promo code if it's military, whatever, when they're doing that booking, they can put, you know, their deposit down uh, or whatever. 
And, but we get all the contact information we need. We get address, emails, dates of birth. We also get their shoe size. We get their height. We get their weight. So by the time we even continue the conversation, by the time we get to the pool, we know what gear they need. We know what everything. And then we have a pipeline of, hey, when's the pool? Who's the instructor? When's the ocean? Is it scheduled? Is it not scheduled? Is e-learning done? Is it ordered? You know, we have a whole pipeline of what's Great. going on. And then um, as we go through that, as it finishes... Whoever is a certifying instructor, usually the last one to finish the last ocean dive, will go on the paddy. And then in that CRM system, they also have the digital code that would have been assigned to them. They have the dates of birth. They already have the address. So whoever the certifying instructor is has a responsibility to go in on their OLPC and process them and reference any other staff member that was involved. But they're getting the credit for it. They're, they already have the information on the CRM system. And they process it if they want the credit for it. Great. Um, but there's, there's, there's no requirement to have a shop number you're um, certifying as independent. So, oh, great. Oh, that's really um, cool. I didn't no, know there's no idea. So if I certified him on my login, my yeah. OLPC, you it, know, on, it, on the card, it'll say Jason Waters. If our other instructors do it on their OLPC, on their login, they're the certifying instructor. Their name's on the card. And there's no, shop, there's no shop name no, underneath no it. No requirement. I, we, I've never seen that personally. I don't know if, I don't know if you have. So I have. Okay. Um, I, we don't need to get into it, yeah. but yeah, yeah. that's, that's, that's so the way that you're doing it is great. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, and that sounds like it's really organized and it keeps all the information sort of together and makes it easy for yeah, and it and it is nice because part of that deposit is because we're very we want to be kind of five star service white club, so we don't want to mm -hmm. be like, hey, here's a tuition now go rent your gear, hey go find this e learning they they don't know anything what is Patty they don't yeah. know what this is they they have to find the right course is it scuba diver is it open water what was it so part of that tuition that they're paying covers their e learning so we will buy their e learning for them and we send it straight to their email. All they need to do is register, open the email, and log in. So, and we can track them that way. So that keeps us that keeps the digital code uh, visible for whoever's certifying. We can track their progress. They don't need to question: Did they get the right e-learning? Mm -hmm. Where to that go? What oh, website and that happens, is it? That happens yeah. a lot. Um, like with yeah. the big exactly. shop, just stuff gets you know. Sometimes not everything gets accounted for. Sure. A lot of times, yeah. and I've had a student There's just show a lot up. Going on. Yeah, it's just a lot going yeah. on. A lot of students, but I've had like a student that couldn't make orientation, and he showed up to the pool, and he had done the um, reactivate e-learning and he oh, hadn't wow. done open water yeah. e-learning yeah. Yeah. like a bummer. any yeah. of it and yeah. he showed up to the pool and I was like if you can at least get through one while we're going through some other stuff then I'll let yeah. you get in the yeah. water later today but like you have to get through one yeah yeah it's true so yeah but no no, no requirement to actually uh, be a dive shop obviously we, you know one day we'll get there but um no whoever's login is certifying that instructor gotcha. uh, the student it's it's there that credit. was just my own personal like yeah. question based yeah. on my own personal experience with an independent shop so sure. cool. so we've talked a lot about a lot of the benefits a lot of the parts mm -hmm. that make being an independent shop great what's the biggest challenge that you face as an independent shop i would say just keeping the doors open, right? We're, we, we don't have a retail, retail storefront, right? We're not selling to certain brands. We don't staff, uh, you know, a nine to five in a shop. Um, and that, you know, maybe one day we will, but that gets a lot of visibility in a local community. You know, yeah. if you can come in and fill your tanks, oh, yeah. hey, you sign up for a class, yeah. great. Um, so that's why the, that, that's what makes the marketing that much more, we have to be precise. We have to know what we're marketing to, who we're trying to market, because 
Yeah, a little harder specific. to find. And be specific yeah. on what you're looking for. You know, yeah. we're, we're very clear that, hey, we're doing high private, uh, high quality private certifications. We go on your time. If you need to take six sessions, we'll do it. Um, but it, it is what it is. Um, but just having the support too, right? Um, you know, large dive shops have a service area. They have yeah. an air fill situation. Mm-hmm. They have um, retailing at new gear, or they have people that are doing course schedules, which I think is with, with IDCs and, and kind of learning to be an instructor, new instructors is not underrated, but it's, it is actually much more difficult than you think it is to plan through a course and dates and times. Yeah. Can we do this pool on this day? Well, they can only do three hours this time. What can we get through? When does the ocean? Can we do ocean training dives one and two? Can we only do one? And doing that per person, and that's why we like the privates because we have a little more flexibility there. But um, I would say the biggest challenge is not having support from multiple departments on you know, sales, yeah, repairs, right. rentals, travel, you no, know, they've it's, got you. it's all that. Yeah. So, and your exactly. names and your names on the, on the company exactly. too. So it just adds yeah. another level. I guess pressure. like, I guess like a closing question would be, why did you choose this route over working for a bigger shop? That's a good question. I think because, well, once I got, I actually already had this whole planned up before I even did IDC. I was like, I'm, I'm going to launch um, this. It's ready. Like, I'm not oh. going to do it. I can't teach yet, but I'm, I'm ready. Because um, there's, I feel like I never want to live with a, what if? What if I did this? Or what if I didn't do that? Mm-hmm. You know, I could be, you know, not naming shop. I could be another number in a, as an instructor in a large shop. And do I want to do that or not? You know, and, and I was like, what if I did this? And I knew I had the background in finance and that's my personal you know, upbringing, master's degree, things like that. I, was like, I can do this. Um, and there's always that what if though, I'm like, and I want the freedom to let it go, build a legacy, you know? Um, and I have a three-year-old daughter and she's, you know, repping underwater swag all the time and I love it and it's growing and, and other, other people do too. And, um, it's, it's just great. I wanted the freedom to, to, to run with it, honestly. So that's awesome. It's you, you made the opportunity, you created it for yourself and then you just went out there and did the damn thing. Pretty much. Um, so yeah. cool. Still doing it. But still doing it. Well, still, still actively and, uh, doing the damn thing, one, which one, is pretty one, awesome. One final benefit I yeah. think I like as, as an independent, too, is I've gotten so many unique opportunities. I've been able to you know, be safety divers for like TV shows and production companies um, who are looking for very specific requirements and things that you might not be able to do as a large shop unless you get yeah. approval yeah, right. from management, yeah. right? It's, it's like, branding hey, yeah, that let's, goes along yeah, with that. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, let's, let's run with it. You know, I might ask you to put a, a, a logo of ours here and there or reference us or whatever, yeah. but being able to do productions and independent films and stuff is pretty cool. Didn't you just go to Costa Rica with some students? Or was no, that, not with students. That, that was, was personal. No, that was yeah, just for travel. fun. That was okay, for fun. Yeah. It's still pretty cool to go. We to do Costa that Rica, sometimes. So, yeah. Sometimes we sometimes do, we do travel. Sometimes we do travel for fun. But um, well, yeah. it was awesome having you on. Thank you so Thanks much. Thanks for having me. And thank you for these great hats. Yep. I can't yep. wait. We can, we can now rep some warm. underwater's now cold merch. Now we can rep too. Post dive. Yeah, right. absolutely, absolutely. Awesome. Don't get hyperthermic. No, nope. <laughs> uh, guys, if you if you are looking, you know he he is around. So uh, we'll post some stuff on Instagram and check him out. Yeah, appreciate it. Thanks, Thanks guys. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks. So we, Miles and I just want to thank Jason once again for coming in and sharing his story and insights on being an independent instructor and independent shop. 
Uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed that interview. If you want to hear more interviews like that, let us know. Yeah. Uh, we'll include some links for Underwaters in the show notes. Uh, we'll shout them out on Instagram so you guys can find them. And If uh, you guys want to come on for an interview, please reach out to us over the Instagram as well. Yes. We, def- we have a full schedule coming up this summer with a lot of interviews from people that Jake met at Scuba Show, but our, our fall is going to be really clear, so please let us know when you're available. We can also do interviews online and over the phone as yep. well, so even if you're far, like, yep. don't let that... Don't let don't let that stop you. Yeah, we want to hear from you. We want to we want to bring all as much of the diving community on as we can. For sure. Um. So a couple quick cleanup items. Um. Shout out to everybody who follows us on Instagram. We passed two hundred followers, which is dope. Woo! Also, two episodes ago, I said, "Wow, we have two hundred listeners." Yeah. We now have almost four hundred. So in two episodes, we've almost doubled yeah. our listener base. Yeah. Which you guys are like, that's. It's we're, yeah. we're it's kind of blowing our it's minds. It's insane. <laughs> it's kind of blowing our minds because we really didn't think that this was ever going to be like we. This was this originally was us talking to each other about the dives we we had yeah. done and the classes we had worked. Yeah. And we didn't really know who wanted to hear from us, but it seems like it's great. It's, it's you know we we love all the support that you guys have given us and continue to give us. So shout out you guys. Um, and then one last thing. If you like the videos, especially the underwater videos and the underwater photos that we're putting up, um, there's a link in my Instagram. We've started putting some of those up for sale. If you want to support the podcast so we can do more cool stuff and like go to places and interview people and have experiences that you can, we can then tell you about, um, that's a great way to support us. You can find it in the link in my Instagram bio. It's also linked in our link tree in our Instagram bio. So definitely check it out. Um, there's some pretty cool stuff on there. At least I think so because I shot it. No, so. it's great. It's, some, no, it's great. It's great. Yeah, Don't even cool be photos. humble. No, it's there's some pretty awesome. cool photos in there. Shout out to my friend Emily for suggesting it um, and showing me how to do it. So, yeah. yeah. But with that, we are going to wrap this up. Again, thank you so much for listening and staying up to date with us. And, yeah, I'm Miles. I'm Jake. And this is Free Descent. See you soon, guys. Bye.